Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. And uh, we uh, talk about the new covenant that God has brought us into uh, through the blood of Jesus, through what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And this is a superior covenant uh, that we are entering into. And one of the things about this covenant is that our sins are cleansed and we have a clear conscience before God. And the Word of God says we can enter into the most holy place before God and receive grace from Him. And so, all this thing that God has done for us, is that it? Is there a purpose? You know, because it's only priests who can enter into those most holy places. So God has called us into this new covenant so that now we can serve Him in this covenant. That's what we're talking about, serving God in the new covenant. Let's look at Hebrews 9, verse 14. Hebrews 9, verse 14. How much more then will the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offer himself unblemished to God cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we may serve the living God. So that we may serve the living God. So we must count it a privilege and honor that we are able to serve God. Because if you look at the Old Testament, the, the normal people, they cannot enter into the most holy place. It's only reserved to the high priest. Not even a priest. Reserved for the high priest to go in once a year. And, but now we can come to God at any time. We can enter into the most holy place. This is such an honor. This is such a privilege. The reason why God did that for us is so that we may serve the living God. And so we, we, we must uh, bear, bear this in mind and, uh, and, and serve Him. And uh, not only that, the Word of God says He make us competent ministers of the new covenant. 2 Corinthians 3. Verse 6, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 6. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant. Not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. So, a lot of people, when we talk about serving God, we begin to say, oh, we cannot. Uh, we don't know what to do. We, we are not... Uh, uh, we, we are not like those people. We are not powerful. We are... So we have a lot of negative thoughts when we think about serving God. But God is telling us He has made us competent ministers in the new covenant. And we understand why. Because all the hindrances for us to come before God, to receive from God, are removed. We can come anytime. So so, so we, this is the great reset that is taking place in our life that we are competent ministers. So stop listening to the lies of the devil uh, that tells us that we cannot because that comes through sin. Because sin is deceitful. So the enemies lie to us and tell us that we cannot. But, uh, 
as we understand about this new covenant, let's all rise up and declare that we are competent ministers of the new covenant. And the, and the reset came through the resurrection. First uh, Peter 3, we have looked at this verse, but uh, let's remind us what it says here in verse the later part of verse uh, 21. It says, By the pledge of a clear conscience towards God, He saved you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at God's right hand with angels, authorities and powers in submission to Him. So He saves us by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The resurrection is the great reset. Now our position has been reset. We are priests. We have confidence to come before God into the most holy place. And, and, and the resurrection also reset us as far as our position is concerned. Because now Jesus is gone into the heaven, is at the, seated at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible tells us that we are seated with Him. So we are in a position of authority in this new covenant as priests of God. What do we expect? What can we expect in this new position? He said, with angels. There are angels there. We expect there will be angels released to serve us, to help us in the ministry. What we need to do and uh, when we cannot, there will be God's Spirit and God's angels there uh, helping us. And then he says, uh, he has received authorities and power in submission to him. So we, in this new covenant, as we minister, we have authority over demonic spirits. We have authorities and power to rule in the area that God has given to us. So this is the, the great reset that has taken place when we enter into the new covenant of God, when we are ministers of God. And uh, to be competent means we will be fruitful. So Paul is saying, hey, you are the evidence of our ministry. So we will be fruitful. We will expect people responding to our ministry. Yes, there will be a lot who, doesn't who, who don't want to respond. But then there will be those who will respond because uh, of the working of the Spirit of God in their lives. So what kind of ministry is this in the New Covenant? It's the ministry of transformation. When we serve in this new covenant, it's a ministry of new, a transformation. Look at Romans 8, verse 29 and 30. Romans 8, verse 29. For those whom God foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His sons, that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those He predestined, He also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So in this ministry, 
we are bringing people into the new covenant, so that they would become the sons and daughters of the living God. So those God has predestined. Those God knew they would come to Him. They will. They will believe in Him. What does God do? He called them. Okay, so He called us into the new covenant, and as we minister to other people, we are calling them into the covenant that God has made with us, so that now we can be sons and daughters of the living God. So once He called, He justified. He cleanses up, as we, we have heard. He, he, he cleanses our sins. He cleanses our conscience. You know, because of His righteousness, now we are justified, just as if we have never sinned, and so we can come before the most holy place of God to meet with Him with confidence. And those He justified, He also glorified. To have the glory of God means we are more and more like Him. We are more and more like Him in the way we, in who we are, and and in how we live our lives. Okay, so this happened when His image is formed in us. When the image of God is formed in us, we know that uh, before that, because of sin. Even though when God created Adam and Eve, He created man in His image, and that image is broken. And now, through the new covenant, through the blood of Jesus, through what Jesus has done, He's He's re-establishing that that image in us again, the image of God in us again, because the image of God in us means His authority and power is in us. Means that we are crowned with glory and honor. This is what it is to have the image of God. That's the glory of God. And so God wants to establish that image in us through the new covenant, through the ministry of the new covenant. So when that image is established in us, you know we we will enter into the creativity of God. In our mind, in our execution of of God's purpose on earth, there will be creativity. There will be power of multiplication. God says to Adam, "Be fruitful and multiply," so we can expect the expansion of 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 our life and of our ministries, and 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 that will that will uh, move uh, the kingdom of God forward, and. Uh, The wisdom of God, the authority of God, we 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 can take ownership of the earth because it belongs to God. Okay, we have that authority, and so we begin to advance and 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 move into the realms that God has given to us. And we have a will to determine our destiny as men, as we are not in bondage. We have the freedom. To choose to serve God now and determine our destiny, so that is the image that God wants to establish in our life as sons and daughters, so that we are like Him, so that we manifest His His life, His nature, His power, 
So that happens when we are transformed, and His image is established in us. And how does that work out practically? How does it work out? How how does the image of God is established in our life? Let's look at Second、uh, Corinthians. Chapter three, verse fifteen to seventeen, because we are talking about this new covenant ministry is the ministry of the Spirit. What does it mean, you know, to for the ministry of the Spirit to take place? You know, is it just by laying hands, by prayer? Yes, those are、uh, part of that ministry, but the main of this ministry. Is to have the word of God to be planted in our hearts and in our mind. Is for us to know Him, because of that word. Okay, let's look, read Second、uh, Corinthians three fifteen. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Okay, so can you see? There, there, there was no change in their life. Previously, there is no glory because there is a veil. You know they cannot receive the word of Moses, the word,、uh, the commandments of God. They cannot see the word of God. But now, when we are brought into Christ, we turn to the Lord. That veil is taken away, and look at verse seventeen. Now the Spirit, the 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 Lord is the Spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And very often we just take this word as if you know is a moving of the Holy Spirit, and then lives are being changed. But what does it mean? Now the Lord is a spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Look at verse eighteen, the, the next、uh, verse. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. Are being transformed into His image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So, in order for us to to enter into that freedom, we need to have an unveiled face to contemplate the Lord's glory. What is that glory? His glory. It is in His Word. I'm going to show you just a little bit late, uh, uh, later. Okay,、uh, so, so we, okay, let's go right to that now. In John six, John six, verse sixty three, verse sixty three, He said, "The Spirit gives life; the flesh counts for nothing." The word I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. So this is what is talking about in 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 Second Corinthians three. The the word that He has spoken to us now with unveiled face, we can see His uh, uh, glory, the Lord's glory, and He say His word. Is full of spirit and full of life. His word is his glory. Is full of spirit and full of life. So, so that is what 
this new covenant ministry is about, right? When we know the word of God, when we know God now, and when we speak, people are able to see Him, know Him, and therefore they're able to enter into what God has done for them. Because now they can see. And uh, so this, this, when we're able to do that, the, the, the image of God are being established in our life. Let's read verse 18 again, 2 Corinthians 3. And we are who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. Remember, we talk about we're able to see and receive the word of God and into our life. And, and his word is full of spirit. His word is full of life. And as a result, we are being transformed into his image. See, the word of God is being planted in. The word of God is, 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 is working in our hearts. And so we, we, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. So as we understand the word of God more, as we receive the truth of the word more and more and more, the more we see his glory, the more his power and his spirit in those words are working through us. We're being transformed. And his image are being established in our life. Right? Uh, more and more. So, and, and how can this, uh, what's the process of, of, of this thing taking place? Uh, let's look at uh, Romans 12. The transformation process started, first of all, in our mind. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. So that is the initial stage when we listen to the Word of God. It has to change our mind. So we receive it in our mind and we understand it. And then we, we believe it. We replace it with our all thinking and all values and all pattern. So we receive the word of God now. And this word is in our, in our mind has got to come down into our spirit. And how does it take place? It's only when that word is planted in our spirit. That life is full of life, is full of the spirit of God in us. To transform us. Okay, so how does, how does it travel from our mind to our spirit? I want to take you to this verse in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9. 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9, to show you. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion. And... With a willing mind, wholehearted devotion and a willing mind, for the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. 
If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So here, now that we have received the word and, and we have changed our outlook and thinking in accordance with the word of God, now we have a choice. We've got to decide whether we want to obey or not obey. So when we have a willing spirit, that word will come down into our hearts. Okay? And uh, because now we want to obey, we want to see that this word is being fulfilled. So, so we, we have wholehearted devotion now to the word, to what God wants to do. And uh, it created desire in us. Remember these this, this words that we read, every desire. It created the desire in us. Now we have the passion. We have that devotion. We want to, 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 to see that the word of God is, is being fulfilled in our life. And the next thing we do is we will seek Him. We will seek Him. We want to understand deeper how to get it done. We want to know what God's will is in order to, to bring it about. So we seek Him. And so part of seeking Him, He say, when you seek Him, you be found by, uh, 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 he, he will be found by you. So when we seek Him, it's not just uh, for knowledge also. We, we seek Him, we are depending on Him. In this new covenant, it's not, the old covenant. The old covenant is we look at the law and then we see how we can obey it. In this new covenant, now that we have the word planted in our spirit, His word is life. His word is full of spirit. So we depend on Him to, to live out that word because we cannot do it. We are not able. But with His life in us, with His uh, uh, Spirit in us, His Word in us, you know, and, and, and we, we, we seek Him, to depends on Him to, to, to work it through in our life, uh, uh, in our, in our uh, into reality. Okay, so it is a process. When we allow the Spirit of God to, to uh, and the Word of God to come in and to do that work, it doesn't mean that immediately it can be done or it will be done. There are things that we, we need to work through because, because uh, we are still not, not used to that and, and we need God to do a deeper work in our life. And that's why in, uh, in uh, John 8, John 8 verse 31 and 32, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching. You are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is, you're being set free. But it means that when you are holding on to the truth, now that you know the Word of God, now that you know what to do and you are depending on the Spirit of God to, to, to work through you, and you may not get there straight away. You may fail. We may struggle. But we hold on to the word. We believe 
It is the word of the living God and God will work it through. And so we keep holding on until it, is, it becomes a total reality. Now it may be partial, you know, we're getting, it seems that we're getting better. But we're not depending on our own effort to do it. We're depending on the spirit. You know, we struggle in the sense that we, we, certain parts of our mind cannot accept what God is saying. So we continue to struggle. But we continue to press on, holding on to the truth, holding on to what God says until it becomes a reality in our life. So that's why the Word of God says you're changed, you're being changed from glory into glory. It takes a process as the Word of God, as we, we have more of the Word of God and His life in us, then it becomes more and more a reality uh, in our experience. And uh, so this is like putting on the new self, putting off the old self. Look at the Colossians. Colossians 3, verse 9 to 10. Verse 9 to 10. It says, Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, the new image, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So we can see that when we were in the old self, there's a lot of lies, a lot of deception that the enemy has spoken and we have learned from our experience, but, but they are not the truth. They are real, but they are not the truth. So there's a lot of lies. So the Bible says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off the old self. So we, we don't want to talk the way and judge the way uh, uh, that we have done in the past. But now we have... Uh, taken off the old self. We believe that we have been reset. We are the sons and daughters of the living God. Our sins are cleansed. Our conscience are, are, are clear before God. We have access to God. This is the, our new self. We are accepted because we can enter into the most holy place as if we never sinned. So we have the authority of God in us, and, and now we are ministers of the new covenant. Yes, we may in some ways not, not uh, uh, live up to it yet, but God's word is always true. God will fulfill what he has said. And so we hold on to the truth. We let the truth be planted in our life. We hold on and allow it to work. Yeah? And, and, and so this takes faith. This, you know, it takes faith to put on the new self because in reality, so this old, old, old stuff are still there. But we believe the word of God. We believe what God says. So it takes faith to keep holding on and believe. And, and so when we continue to do that, transformation will take place. We change from glory into glory. It will continue to take place. The image of God is being established into our life. So, so uh, this is what it says, being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. You know, we put on a new self through faith. So this is a ministry that we are called into in this new covenant. 
a ministry that will bring transformation, not only in our own personal life, but in the life of those whom we minister to. That the image of God will be established, the glory of God will be upon those whom we minister to as they receive the word into their, not just their mind, but into their heart also and allow that word who is spirit, who is life to work through so that the glory of God can shine forth. We're going to pray right now. Father, we thank you that you have given us such a great ministry. You have taken us into this new covenant where we can come boldly before you. We have become the priest of the high priest of God who serve, who serve you. And we serve with confidence. We serve with uh, competence, knowing that God, through us, life will be changed, O oh God. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will continue to inspire us so that we will uh, continue to minister to those who are in need and to see that your image being established in their life, to see that transformation coming place, the glory coming into their life as they are being called and brought into the new covenant. Father, we pray for fruitfulness in this year, in this coming year, O oh God, so that your kingdom will be established and extended. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again next week. Amen.